This is neither Shanghai nor San Francisco. It's Lijiang, an ancient town well-traveled by horse-torn trading fleets between China, Nepal, and India through Tibet. Now, this lesser Venice is swarmed by Chinese tourists day and night. Welcome to the territory of Shangri-La, a utopia wonderland that has long captivated the outside world. But now, the iconic snowcaps of Caracapo are melting ever faster, and the very spirit of Shangri-La may be slipping away. Now everybody comes here for the natural beauty. We can certainly see the trend from the Yulong snow mountain. There's almost no snow in the summer up there. But 10 years ago, there was snow in the summer. Once the natural environment has been damaged, it will be very difficult to restore it. For the past 10 years, glaciers have been receding, as far as I can remember. In late 2008, I drove to Lhasa from Diching, and all the glaciers along the way had the same problem including the Laigu and Midway glaciers. I think they are better off than Mingyong, though. Mingyong is the main glacier cascading down the steep eastern slope of Mount Kawakapo. Ice blocks the size of houses constantly fall out of place. This glacier moves a lot more than others, pulled by gravity in addition to its melting. Climb the mountain is to gamble your life against almost daily avalanches. No man has conquered the holy peak so far. Tibetans normally wouldn't climb over glaciers, let alone litter around there. We are not supposed to clamor in the area, and we don't talk aloud, because we are afraid to bother and anger the spirit of the mountain. In 1999, the glacial tongue extended down to 8,700 feet above sea level. Then things started to change, and the ice sheet has both retreated and turned. The glacier's tongue was like a huge steep wall of ice, some 300 feet high. And then, little by little, 200 feet, 150 feet, less than 100 feet, until it melted into a slope. So it's a slanting meltdown. There are still traces of where the glacier extended up previously. Now it has come down a lot, by about 60 to 90 feet. Big Chashi led a search team with the Japanese in 1998, climbing up the Bear Rock Path, hunting for the bodies and belongings of Japanese climbers killed in a 1991 ascent. People here knew it well. They climbed a holy mountain that wasn't supposed to be climbed. People here were pretty sure that what they did would invite disaster. 
Tibetans are spiritual people with a strong reverence for the natural world. Holy mountains are the very soul of their spirit. They try their best to block the Japanese climbers on the road, but to no avail. Now, some believe the mountain is exacting its revenge. This is not a God's blessing. Since we have this holy mountain, a war has never broken out here, none around here, nor any conflicts. The climate nowadays is quite different from the past. Before 1949, if we started farming really early, we could have two harvests a year. If you plant it late, then only one harvest. Now you can easily have two harvests any year. The warming has also created conditions for a new industry in the valleys, vineyards. When I was little, the glacial rivers and streams would all freeze in the winter. Now, not much. It may get a little icy on the banks, but deep in the riverbed, not at all. Before, we only drank meltwater from the glacier. Everyone used to drink from it. Now we cannot drink it anymore. When the glacier melts, the water becomes murky all over, and often it's milky year-round. The mountains are also rich with spring water, which now provides much of the drinking water. Recent mining, however, has sunken water tables in the villages. This has also triggered growing environmental awareness. We have to realize that it's nature providing for all forms of life, not the other way around. We cannot just build new houses every day. We should keep our houses for 20, 25 years at least. When we do build a new one, we should use up old wood. We cannot just chop trees in the hills every day. That we all know. The people all talk about these issues among themselves. Before becoming passionate about the environment, Sunadoji was a renowned hunter. Suddenly, I was punished by the mountain god, lost my mind, and sunk into a coma. A Buddha woke me and said, I did too many evil things, didn't do any good. The animals I killed, I was told, all had parents and children, just like I do. All life has a right to live. I realized my horrendous wrongdoing and decided to redress my sins. I turned in the gun and threw my hunting dog down into the river, the Mekong down there. <laughs> 
Since his awakening, Suna Doje has been working doubly hard to make up for its past, encouraging preservation efforts in what he calls Shoshin or heart correction. But there's one thing he cannot help. The Mingyong Glacier will be gone in 50 years. It's sure to happen. 50 years at most at the current rate. After that, we will enter a precarious era, a time plagued by tremendous disasters. Some people may doubt this harsh projection, but concern here is huge. For Tibetans, the holy mountain isn't just rock and ice. It's the soul of their people and community. Every time I come back home, my eyes well up seeing the glacier and the white-covered mountain. I wrote a poem. The snow-capped mountain is like a bright house. It's where we live, where our hearts rest peacefully, where our souls find lodging. We all believe we grew up in the embers of the mountain. When the snow cap is gone and the glacier disappears, I will feel almost as if my own soul is getting pulled away.